Welcome to Photo Taco, the only show with photography tips you can learn in the time it takes to eat a taco. Or perhaps a burrito. Photo Taco! Hey everybody, welcome into another episode of Photo Taco on the Improve Photography Network. I'm your host, Jeff Harmon. Thanks for spending a few minutes every day with me. In this episode, I'm going to do a follow-up to the previous episode called Taking Your Photo Pills, where special guest Rafael Pons of the Photo Pills team joined me to talk about his team's incredible app. And the immediate feedback I heard from a large number of you great Photo Taco listeners was that the Skype recording made of Raf, it was a little difficult to understand. And many asked if I could go over the app in the style I have for explaining things. So I'm going to do that in this episode. Take you on a photo a tour of the PhotoPills app so that you can get an idea of what it is and how to use it. We're going to have to be surface level. We can't go into a huge amount of depth on all of the functionality, but I should give you a pretty good idea about what it is you can do with the PhotoPills app. And I'm so glad I had Raf on because I learned a lot about the app in the conversation we had. In fact, the way he answered my first question was the most important point to know about and understand for the app, which I will cover again in just a moment. But let's start off with the PhotoPills app is for. With the contest going on right now, as I record this episode here in early June, I have had a number of listeners and some who are not yet listeners ask me what the app even does. What is this thing for? I should mention the contest is running until midnight Pacific on June 13th, 2017. You enter the contest by posting your very best landscape. doesn't have to be shot recently. Whatever your best one is, post it to Instagram with hashtag pound photo taco and pound photo pills or the hashtag photo taco, hashtag photo pills, I guess how you're supposed to say that, along with tagging at photo taco podcast and at photo pills. And that's just so I can find your entries. That's why we need those on there, so I can find your entries. And if you mention something in the description of this being your entry into the contest, that'll also help me to find your photos and see it as an entry into the contest. We're going to randomly pick three people who win the uh, free Uh, download of the app. So really cool. All right. Anyway, the first thing I want you to remember from this tour of the PhotoPills app is that it is for every type of shooting you do outdoors. PhotoPills is an app used to help you plan photo shoots around astrological events. So like when the sun and moon will rise and set. Maybe pretty obvious then (laughs) this is a valuable app for landscape photographers because landscape photos are significantly better when the sun, the moon, or the Milky Way is featured prominently in the app. What may not be so obvious is that the app is also incredibly useful for outdoor portrait photographers, or really any outdoor shooting that you're going to do. It really helps you to plan around that. So in outdoor portrait photography, one of the biggest things I plan around with our clients is getting the best light during that magical golden hour. Lots of apps can predict sunrise and sunset. Even Apple Siri can tell you what those tables say. Using the information, you can get a pretty good idea about the golden hour is going to be. You can just like subtract an hour and then fudge it a little and after a few times of trying to do it and predicting it, then you'll, you you kind of get the hang of it and say, okay, hey, client, let's go meet on this location at this time because the sun sets at this time and I backed it off by an hour and then I give us some fudge time by another half hour or whatever it is. You get used to it. The problem with those tables that predict sunrise, which is what Siri is going to go after and sunset, is most of them are telling you those times without accounting for anything on location. That could block the sun like hills and mountains, which are really changing the light. 
shooting in the shadow of a mountain during the golden hours is not the same as shooting without that mountain in the way. And the sun and the PhotoPills app can tell a portrait photographer what's going to happen so you can plan and set expectations accordingly. The point is the PhotoPills app is an amazing tool, not just for landscape photographers. And that's what I want you to get out of this first stop on the tour of the app is that it is for a lot more than just landscape photographers. And I have to stop myself short here because I want to do an episode um, after this tour. Uh, at some point later in Photo Taco, I'm going to do a like detailed episode uh, planning for a portrait shoot. And I'm going to do some future Photo Taco episodes on planning a Milky Way shoot. And I, I plan to create some video training as well of how I do both those things. And then it will be part of Improved Photography Plus and available in the Improved Photography Store. And I will let you know when those things come available. Now, hopefully I've convinced you the app is like, it's a very good tool for shooting anything outdoors. And I'm going to give you a general tour of the app. But first, I do need to thank our sponsor for this episode, the Improved Photography Retreat 2018. We at Improved Photography are trying very hard to approach photography education differently. And I hope you get that from Photo Taco. If you enjoy this podcast, you will absolutely love spending an entire week with me and the rest of the Improved Photography gang and some other wonderful photography talent coming up in March 2018 held in Charleston, South Carolina. If you're hearing this episode, it's released early June 2017. The tickets for the retreat are available over at improvephotography.com slash retreat for just $459. And if you subscribe to IP Plus or attend the retreat in 2017, then you get tickets $50 off. The, there are only 250 tickets available. And based on the people I've heard from, they're going to go fairly fast. So don't waste a lot of time thinking about this. I sure hope that you'll join me. Again, that's improvephotography.com slash retreat. And I hope to see you there. All right. Our second stop on the tour of the PhotoPills app. Uh, remember, the first stop on our tour was letting you know that it primarily helps you to plan outdoor shooting around astrological events. That's kind of a big purpose for the app. The second stop on the tour is something I learned from Raf in the previous episode I mentioned already. I know I found the app challenging to use when I just casually opened it. So, I, I mean, I found the app like a lot of photographers do, I think. I, I heard about it from some other photographers, and they loved it. They, they raved about it. So, I thought, well, I'm, all right, I'm going to go check it out. Ten bucks is, yeah, okay, it's a little steep for an app that I don't know anything about, but I heard from enough photographers that had a reputation that I went and got it and I downloaded it and then I opened it up and it was challenging enough. It frustrated me initially. I owned the app probably for at least a year before I finally broke down and got determined to figure it out. And I hope I can help with that today. And that's, it made my first question to Raf how he recommended someone who has never used the app to get started because I know my start with it was really rocky really frustrating. I really wasn't understanding the point of the app. And his answer surprised me. I expected his answer to be the videos that are available in the PhotoPills Academy and the how-to articles and some stuff we're going to get to kind of towards the end of this episode. And they're really helpful to get you started, but that was not his answer. He didn't even go there. His answer, which I am relaying now in the second stop on the tour of the app, is in order to not get frustrated in, as you go in the app, what you really need to do is start off with a specific question you're needing to answer about an astrological event. 
Okay, so let's go through a little bit of what that is. The app's not really one you open up and play around with. It gets kind of frustrating if that's the way you're going to approach it, not knowing what you're supposed to do with it, just that it's somehow photography-related. If you just open it up and start looking around, you're going to get some of the things. There's some things that are obvious, but the, the most powerful features, it takes a little bit of under of uh, time. You have to get a little bit of instruction to kind of figure out how to use it. So I really loved Ralph's advice here of having a question that you need to go answer. So it's a basic question here. Like some examples would be, um, what time is sunset and when is golden hour? Now, like I said, Siri can, can help answer those questions or a lot of other apps can help answer those questions. And that's why they're basic. What's the next full or new moon? You can answer those questions. Or when will the Milky Way rise and where will the core be? Maybe kind of a bit more advanced question, but those are questions that you can answer. Then you can get to some more advanced questions like, what date and time will a very specific spot or composition with a prominent landmark have the sun, the moon, or the Milky Way core like positioned exactly where you want it? You can go find that specific date and time when it's going to be right where you want it for a specific scene. Or, uh, you know, I can go to shoot outdoor portraits tonight during golden hour. How long will the sun be visible before going behind the mountains that I have here in the Salt Lake Valley in Utah, which is a, a big thing I need to figure out as I'm going to go do outdoor, por outdoor portraits. So PhotoPills can answer a few questions not directly related to the skies, too, like how far away something has to be to achieve hyperfocal distance. When uh, With the second stop on the tour, then, the point that you take away is that you should learn to use the app by having a question that you need to answer about the skies. And then it can help you to prepare and uh, plan your shoot around that event, around the that thing in the sky, whatever it is that you're, you're wanting to capture. All right, so that's number two. Number three on the tour, we're going to go into the app itself a little bit. This is something I didn't connect until talking to Rafael last week. I had no idea why the app was called PhotoPills. That was kind of a mystery to me, and he cleared that up. Now, and as I've watched some of the videos over at PhotoPills Academy since my conversation with Rafael, well, it's really obvious then. They referred to it several times in the videos. The reason it's called PhotoPills is that each of the different functional areas in the app are called pills. They refer to them as pills. So that's a little different terminology. I don't know anything else that works that way where they refer to features as pills. But when you first open up the app, there are three titles across the top of the screen. The very top, they're not very prominent, so you may miss them. I know I, I didn't really recognize they were there myself for quite a while. And the initial UI of the app was, was pretty different than it is as it exists here in June 2017. And it may change. So over time, what I'm saying in this episode may uh, may not exactly apply always, but hopefully the, the base functionality and the pills that are available will stay pretty consistent. But on the left at the top there, you have my stuff. In the middle, it says pills. And on the right is academy. And, you know, if you open the app and you're like, pills, what the, why, do you, why does it say pills? I don't understand. Well, it, it, just remember, a pill is a, a specific function in the app, a pill that you can use or take, I guess, to answer questions about astrological events. And um, it starts off with that pills section. So we'll go to the other two sections, kind of at the end, it'll be very brief, but we're going to spend most of the time on the pills, because that's what most of this app is about, are the different photo pills that are available. 
On the iPhone, the pills are presented in two columns. There's a planner pill, then the sun pill, then the moon pill, and on down the list. We're going to go through all of them. But on the third stop of the tour of the PhotoPills app, I want you to remember or know that each of the features in the app are referred to as pills, and that's what I'm, you're going to get that pretty clearly as we go through our fourth stop on the, on the tour. So fourth up on our tour, let's run through each of those pills. And I'm going to try to be brief in describing what they do. I have to hold back. I'm really tempted because I this is Photo Taco. And this is what I do is I dive deep into each one of these things. But I'm going to try my best to be brief about each of the pills because there's there's enough of them that this thing's going to go long anyway. And I, I want to get through. I, want, I intentionally need to go surface level because we're going to dive deeper in future episodes. So the first is the one I think most people go to Photo Pills for. It's the planner pill. It's by far the most powerful pill in the app. It's also the most difficult to learn. There's a lot to it. You can do so much with it, but it's not immediately obvious when you go into that planner pill, how you use it, what you can do with it, and the power of it. So in the future, I'm going to spend entire episodes going through the planner pill with specific objectives in mind, just as rough recommended. Specific questions that we're going to answer. And I'm going to walk through... I'll do my best in audio. This is also what I'm going to plan to do a little bit of in video that I mentioned earlier, some training courses on some specific questions that you can answer using the planner pill in the app. So I'm going to walk through every step of how I use that planner pill to plan outdoor portraits and shooting the Milky Way. But we have 13 pills, two more sections of the app. So let's just say the planner pill, the question that you can answer using the planner pill is where the sun, moon, and or Milky Way will be for a specific location anywhere in the world on specific dates and times. You don't have to physically be at the location at the moment and you can still plan a lot about the angles of the sun, the moon and Milky Way for date and time when you get to that location. So that's the the thing there. It, it answers really advanced questions about those astrological events. It's super powerful. I love the planner pill. And that's all I'm going to say about it for now. <laughs> all right, let's move on to the next couple of pills. The sun and the moon pills are next. And we can talk about them both at once because they're pretty similar. So the questions you answer in these pills are any of the details you want to know about the and more. There's a lot of details there that I don't actually use much in my planning. But so there's more there than I need. Uh, the sun and the moon for your current location now or your current location any point in the future. So it's different than the planner pill because these pills are intended and work best when you are physically standing at the location. Now, there is a way to put your location somewhere else, but it's much, much better when you are standing in the location using these pills if you want to span, uh, plan something specific with the sun and the moon. So the, the use case would be something like you are on location at a new place. Or maybe even it's it's a it's an existing place you've been to, but you're seeking out kind of a new composition. You want to capture some this this location differently than you did before, or maybe it's your first time there. And while you're there, maybe you've arrived early enough that you know and you planned ahead of time to have some time to scout around. And so you are going to you're you're looking at a composition right now in the middle of the day. Maybe it's it's noon or or you know, when the, the sun is producing light that they're 
harsh shadows and everything. You're not really going to do a lot of shooting right now. And you don't get, you're not getting the moon or the sun in the right spot. You want to be there for sunset or sunrise or, or the moon rise or Milky Way. You want to, you want to do that. Now, sun and moon it are not obviously not going to include the Milky Way, but you can plan using sun and moon pills here. So let's, let's say it was sunset. You're there on location and you want to shoot the sunset tonight. You want to figure out where exactly the sun's going to go down to feature it in your your shot with the right composition and get the sun in like a third line and and really prepare ahead of time so that you kind of know where you're going to go and then when you come back that night you're not going to have to struggle to figure out and rush around to find a composition you're going to be able to figure out using the sun pills app the sun pill in the photo pills app where to go all right so that's that's the scenario that's the kind of question you can answer and it, it has a bunch of information there. The way that this works then to make it so that you can really see what's what's going to happen as you're scouting it is something at the bottom of the pill. And this is kind of an outline about what's a, a, a little bit of a challenge in the Photo Pills app. It's not immediately clear everywhere about how you interact with the app, what the UI elements do. So, and some of them have terms or labels that are are, are not known to everybody. So at the bottom of both of these pills, you have a button, and it may not look like it's a button, but it's a button there called AR. It's got a label on it, AR. And if you hit that button at the bottom there, then your phone, it, it uses, the PhotoPills app uses your camera on your phone, and wherever you're pointing your phone, your phone camera gets overlaid. So it's going to show the scene in front of you using the camera, and it's going to overlay on top of that scene the astrological information about where the sun is going to travel or where the moon's going to travel in each of the respective pills. So you can use that and hit the AR button, look at the scene in front of you, like you're at a composition like, I think that would be pretty cool to have this foreground in there with that background right there. And if I could get the sun right there in the scene, that would be really cool. So you you turn, you hit that AR button and you you look and you can see the path of the sun. And it's going to be pretty good. It's not going to be exact. There's limitations to how well this, this can work, but really pretty good. Especially if you follow some advice, they say make sure it's not around magnets is one of the big things because it's using the digital compass in the phone. And so make sure you don't have any, any magnets around it, especially cases that have magnets on them that can really disrupt the um, the way that the, the digital compass works in the phone. So make sure you don't have that. But it does a, a pretty good job and gives you enough of an idea about what it is that you can really get a close spot on what it is. And then the, the amount you're going to have to move to get it exactly right is going to be very minimal. So you, you get a very, very good idea about how you can plan on where you're going to be that night. All right. So that that's way more information I wanted to go to in those two pills. But Hopefully it gives you a rough idea, and I mentioned some things they're going to build on for the other pills about how this works. So let's go to the exposure pill next. So the question that you answer with the exposure pill is how to get two different camera setups to have the same exposure. Like if you want to shoot the same scene at two different shutter speeds and then make it easy to blend them together. And I can think of a very good use case for a landscape shoot to use this pill. And one of that, that would be that if you have a scene with trees and water, and let's imagine that there's some wind, but you, you wanna capture the scene with the water showing some motion, and you want to capture one, an, the same scene, 
without the trees moving because of the wind. So you want to you want to shoot it at two different shutter speeds, but to make it much easier to blend the two images together, you want to get the same exposure for both shutter speeds. All right, so let's say that you shoot the first shot, uh, aperture 5.6, shutter speed at 1 200th of a second to kind of freeze the motion of the trees, ISO 200. And then you have the app tell you to match the exposure and make the blending easier by using a shutter speed of 1 160th of a second, which is what you, you decide, and you tell it um, ISO 200. Then the app will tell you, well, to get the same exposure, then you do aperture of F10 instead of aperture of F5.6. And this is all stuff that you can kind of figure out on your own as you do it. You can watch the exposure metering in your phone for, or in the camera, for example. There's other apps that can tell you how to match the exposure, but this pill is here. You're already got the photo pills app. So it's good to know what the exposure pill can do and the type of question it can answer. And there's the use case. Next up is the depth of field pill, DOF pill. And uh, I love this pill. I need to remember to use it more often with my portrait shoots. The question that you answer with this pill is how big and where the depth of field is going to be in the photo you're taking. So you provide information to the pill about the camera being used so it knows the size of the sensor, the focal length, and the aperture of the lens, and the distance between your camera and the subject. And that will give you, when you put all that information in, then the photo pills, this pill will give you information about the depth of field in like a text form. It has a, a list of things and then some numbers and you can see what it is. And it's not immediately obvious. I mean, it's got all the information there, but it's not as easy to imagine what it is and figure out kind of to see what it is the depth of field is going to be. Unfortunately, there's another couple of views here. And this is, again, another place where it might be a little hard to tell that this is there. If you swipe from left to right on that text page that has the information about the depth of field, then you you get to a screen that doesn't have the text. It has the same information on a an image that kind of makes sense for a portrait photographer. It has like it looks like a face, kind of a, a round animated face. And then it has all of the information about kind of the depth of field, like you're taking a picture of a person and what you would have. And it just makes a, a the presentation is a little more consumable if you swipe from left to right and take a look at that. Now that doesn't help for landscape, right? That's a that's a fairly specific portrait photographer sort of view of the depth of field information. So if you swipe from left to right again, a second time, now it's presented in a way that will look a lot more like a landscape scene and helps you to envision what the depth of field is going to be like in the landscape scene and see what the hyperfocal distance should be. So this is one place you can go for that hyperfocal distance information. It's wonderful. I love the depth of field pill. Now, this the other really cool benefit in this pill is our good friend, the AR button, again, at the bottom of the pill. I love it for landscape work in particular, though I think it's really helpful for group shots. But if you hit that AR button, again, your camera, the, the camera in your phone is going to be used to show you the scene. And then what it's going to do is overlay on top of it the projected depth of field, like where stuff's going to start being in focus and where it will end being in focus. So you can imagine if you have a an outdoor portrait and you plug in like the aperture you're going to use and the focal length and all the stuff that I told you you need in the pill, and then you use that AR feature of the PhotoPills app, you can validate that the depth of field looks like it's going to cover the back of a group. So if you have two or maybe three rows of people, 
you make sure that it's going to do that. And yes, I hear you mirrorless people saying, but you can just check the focus, <laughs> focus stuff in the, in the uh, mirrorless camera and see. I, I understand. I don't have that in my DSLR. <laughs> so this, this is a cool way to see that. Or landscapes, you know, of course, you, it'll show you the line kind of where hyperfocal distance begins. You don't have to guess, oh, that tree looks like it's that many feet away. It will show you right there in augmented reality. It will show you the line of where the depth of field starts and anything past that is going to be in focus because of hyperfocal distance. Which incidentally, if you don't know what hyperfocal distance is, I have a photo taco episode on that. Go search photo space taco space hyperfocal, all one word, H-Y-P-E-R, focal, and you can go find that and, and check that out. All right, let's move on. Next up is the depth of field table pill. Now, I just went through the depth of field pill, so how is this one different? Well, it's kind of the opposite of the depth of field pill, which you would go to if you have the question you need to answer of, well, which aperture should I shoot with? So again, if you have outdoor portrait, this might be the way you might prefer to do it this way. So you're not pointing your phone camera up at the people. And maybe like as you're walking um, or getting ready, you can just be looking at your phone, look at this table and get an idea. So it, instead of plugging in the aperture and having the phone, the, the pill tell you the, the distance that you need to be away so that you get your, um, your depth of field right for your portrait, this is your question instead. The question that this will answer is, well, what aperture do I need to shoot at so that I will get the, the depth of field the way I want it? All right, so what this does though is it's, it's in a tabular form. It's not gonna use the AR stuff. It's just, it's gonna give you a table, which is what you need to answer this question because you could play around in the depth of field pill, plugging in different values until you find the distance that you want but it's if you kind of roughly know the distance that you're going to be from the subject, then it's much easier to just go on the table and you can find your distance away and then find how much of a depth of field you need. And um, it will tell you what aperture value should be at. So you provide the camera body, the focal length, and then it gives you this table, which has the aperture values across the top of the table and the depth of field values going down the left-hand side of the table, the vertical part of the table. And then the whole table gets filled in and it starts with hyperfocal distance first. So that tells you kind of the uh, maximum distance or minimum distance, I guess it is, away from your camera that you need to be in order to have hyperfocal distance. And then going from a depth of field of one foot all the way up through 500 feet and all the apertures. So it's, it's a really handy way to be able to kind of answer that question of what aperture should I shoot at to get the depth of field, uh, the width, the, you know, whatever depth of field I want. Okay, that was too much time on that, that one. Next is the hyperfocal table pill. So it's kind of similar to the depth of field table pill. You can go to this pill to answer the question about what focal length and aperture you should use in order to get hyperfocal distance for the scene in front of you. You provide the pill, the make of your camera, and then across the top of the table, you get all the apertures. You don't need anything more than the make of your camera. You get all the apertures across the top and along the left-hand side is the focal length. And so then you can line up the two for the kind of the distance away from the camera that the foreground begins. And it will tell you kind of what your focal length and aperture should be as you shoot so that you can get hyperfocal distance from that point on in the field. So pretty simple way to be able to figure out hyperfocal distance. Next is the FOV pill, which stands for field of view. And the question this pill will answer 
is what dimensions your field of view will be for a given camera, focal length, and distance from the camera. So for example, um, I'm just gonna use some random camera selections. Let's say you're shooting the Canon 5D Mark IV and a focal length of 85 millimeters, and you want to know what the field of view is gonna be six feet in front of the camera. And the app will tell you when you plug that information in that your field of view is gonna be two feet, six inches wide and one foot, eight inches tall. And it tells me those measurements in Imperial because that's where I did it in settings. And you can go change that and there's, I'm gonna tell you how to do that at the end of the episode. You also have the AR button at the bottom of this pill, which of course will help you to envision that field of view using your phone's camera and overlay on top of it what the field of view, kind of what the square or rectangle is going to be that uh, that's your field of view for different things. So there, that's a, another way you can do that. Really cool to kind of envision that. You might think, well, but I can just like hold up my camera viewfinder and see, which is true. But if you're scouting out and maybe you didn't even bring your camera with you while you're scouting out, you're just kind of taking a look around and you have your phone with you. This would be a way to envision the field of view without having your camera. Next up is the subject distance pill. This question, the question that this pill answers is sort of the opposite of the last field of view pill. And it tells you the minimum distance a subject needs to be from your camera given the focal length and how wide and tall your subject is. So like how you're going to fit that subject in your camera. So an example is probably the easiest way. If you're, let's just say you're shooting the Nikon D810. And if you were shooting with a 14 millimeter lens and your subject was about six foot seven by six foot seven, and it was just the numbers that were in my app for some reason, then the closest that you can be to that subject is three foot 10 inches away. That's, that's the closest you can be. And then if your subject say was a tree that was six foot seven tall and almost six foot seven wide, and you want to fit that whole tree in the closest you could stand to that tree is three foot, 10 inches. That gives you an idea. Again, if you didn't have your phone with, or your camera with you, you're out scouting, you could see how far away from that tree you'd have to be and, and figure out if, if it's feasible to stand there and, uh, and that kind of information to be able to figure out what it would be. And then you can play around with the value. So there you go. That's what the focal length match pill does. All right, almost done with the pills portion of our tour with just four remaining. Let's go. Next is the night AR pill. And this pill answers kind of two primary questions. The first is where the Milky Way and moon are currently located or will be located for your current position. All right, so this is a little bit similar to those sun and moon pills that I talked about at the top. And um, it, it shows you information about that. If you are at the location where you're going to shoot, you can plan for the exact composition you want with the moon or Milky Way. The second question this pill can answer is what the pattern is going to look like if you shoot, if you want to shoot star trails. So the night AR pill, it shows you the north and south celestial poles along with the celestial equator. And you can kind of see from that what the stars are going to circle around. That way you can, if you really want to do circles, it's nice to get either the north or south celestial pole in the photo 
So you can really see the stars rotating around that point. And this this night AR pill will kind of show you, give you a good idea where that's going to be. And you can plan your composition around getting those north and south celestial poles in there for those stars rotating. So it's really helpful for doing for that kind of planning. Next up is the star trails pill. And this pill answers the question about how long it will take to make a star trail with the pattern you're looking for. And it's a little tough to figure out how to use it, I thought. It wasn't obvious to me. There's a, a circle on the screen with a handful of stars. And if you drag your finger over that circle, kind of like uh, in, a, in a circular pattern, one way or clockwise or counterclockwise, then you, you'll, it'll start to visualize, show you a visualization about how the stars are going to start producing trails for a given time frame, how long it's going to be. So, for example, if you're shooting in the northern hemisphere, you have to tell it which hemisphere you're in, and you rotate it around, you can see that at about 2 hours and 20 minutes, you'll see, you'll have stars that begin trailing at about 36 degree circular arc. And if that doesn't mean much to you, it's been a while since you've, you know, even thought about circular arcs. Full circle being 360 degrees, it means your star would cover about a a 10% full circle in that 2 hours and 20 minutes. So that's that's what you would see is about 10% of a full circle would go for each star. And that's what's roughly going to be. And then you can go, of course, more or less than that. And it tells you how long it's going to take. Two hours, 20 minutes for 10%. All right. Next up on is the spot stars pill. And this pill answers the question about the maximum shutter speed you can use and still have the stars look like stars and not producing those star trails we just talked about. And uh, you provide the camera body, the focal length, and something called the minimum declination of the stars, which everyone knows, right? You just immediately know what the declination of the stars is, but um, <laughs> that's it, it's the minimum declination. Okay, so there's this pill you can use in two different ways. If you don't know or want to find out the declination of the stars, then it lists the 600 rule, or sorry, the 500 rules there. And you can just use the 500 rule that the 500 rule calculation does not take into account the declination of the stars and it will give you a, a pretty decent idea about the time that you need to use like the maximum exposure time before those stars stop looking like little pinpoints and look a lot more like flying saucers or if you go longer star trails so uh, so you can do the 500 rule or if you want to go find the declination you can go back to that night ar pill it actually shows the declination of the stars in there. There's a scale, and it's kind of hard to, to know what it is or why it's there when you're first looking at the Night AR app. But there's a scale that goes through there, and it has, uh, it has 30 and 60 and then 0 and then minus 30, minus 60. And you need the minimum declination of the stars in your scene. And that will help you to use it. And that's part of the 600 rule. So it's a little closer calculation. It's going to give you a better idea about what the maximum exposure is to make the stars pinpoint instead of trailing. And you can go find all that. Info. You can find the declination in the Night AR pill. So you can get the whole thing using the PhotoPills app and get a really good idea for your specific to your setup about the time there. So that's that's what that is. All right, the last pill in the app as I record this in early June 2017 is the time-lapse pill. And this pill answers questions about how to set up a time-lapse. <laughs> Pretty simple concept. It's named just like the question and answers. Specifically, the pill can calculate for you the shooting interval, which is kind of how often you should take a shot. Is it two seconds in between when I will we'll go into that? The clip length that you want to have produced, 
or the event duration. Those are the things that the pill can solve for given other information. And the event duration is meaning like how long in real time your camera is going to need to be out there shooting. All right, so let's do some examples. If I tell the pill that I'm going to shoot every two seconds, that's the interval, and I want a 15 second video, and the frame rate of the video is going to be 25 frames per second, and my photos are about 25 megabytes each since I'm going to shoot raw, then the pill tells me that I will have to be shooting on location, the duration, the event duration, uh, for 12 minutes and 30 seconds. That'll produce that kind of, that 15 second video at 25 frames per second. It also tells me I'm going to have to take 375 photos in that time. And since that's 375 photos at 25 megabytes each, that means I'm going to need 9.16 gigabytes of space on my storage card which is super important. That's one of the things I've been bit by a lot as I do time-lapse is I run out of space. I don't think about how much space it's going to take to do the time-lapse and I fill up my card and then I'm done. <laughs> so you, it's really good information to have ahead of time. Make sure you think about it like, well, how much space do I have left? Or do I need to maybe switch cards right now? If I brought more cards, it's nice to know before you start the time-lapse that, oh, there's not enough space left on this card for me to get this time-lapse. All right, so at the bottom of the pill, there's also a very handy interval table and it lists for you the time between shots and how long you should shoot at the location best for various things in the sky. A whole bunch of different scenarios and different things you might be doing. Like, for example, stars moving across the sky. If that's what you want to get in your time, time lapse is the stars moving against the sky, across the sky, then they recommend you take a photo somewhere between every 15 and every 60 seconds. So you could go every 30 seconds, every 45 seconds. 15 and 60. So the minimum of every 15 seconds, or sorry, yeah, minimum, maximum of every 60 seconds. And that produces really good results. And you should plan to shoot for about four hours. If you really want to show the stars moving across the sky, then you need to shoot for about four hours. The event duration needs to be four hours. So you'll need four hours worth of battery life. You'll need four hours, the, the time it takes to, to store all of that. And so it's a rough idea. I love that information. It's really helpful. And it has a whole bunch of different scenarios that you could do. And that is the time-lapse pill. All right, before taking a talking about the other two sections of the app, really good user's guide over at photopills.com that goes through these pills in more detail. In particular, the, the thing the user's guide is helpful for is to know how to interact with the pill. So like I mentioned already a couple of times, it's not immediately clear how it is all the different places, especially in the planner pill that we didn't go into too much detail on, how it is you interact with the pill and what all this, the lines and the symbols and everything means. And um, it's really super helpful to go through this user guide because it outlines every single thing in the pill, what it is, how you use it. And a super helpful guide. So that I really highly recommend. Now that I've had you've had this tour and you get a rough idea about how to use the pills, if you you go into the pill and you still don't know exactly how to use it, go check out the user guide. So photopills.com slash user dash guide. I'll put a link to it in the show notes, and you can get to that by going in the academy section too, which we'll go through in just a second. So stop number four of our tour took forever, I know, but we went through all the photo pills. And hopefully all the pills in the PhotoPills app, hopefully you can kind of get an idea about what kinds of questions you can go seek out answers to using PhotoPills. Stop number five is just to mention the other two sections. It's going to be pretty brief. At the top there, remember, we have the three sections of the app. You have 
my pills or sorry, my stuff, pills and uh, academy. And so to the left of pills is my stuff. There you can see plans that you have saved. So when you in the planner pill, as you produce a plan, you can actually save off your plan so that you can have it for later. Uh, you can add or view points of interest. So maybe you hear about a landscape thing that you want to go shoot, a specific point of interest you want to shoot. You can go find it here in my stuff and add it as a point of interest just to remind you you want to plan something for that point. You can submit photos for contests. They have um, monthly contests and, and uh, daily, monthly, and yearly contests. So you can go check those out. You can submit for them right here in the app in My Stuff. Um, there's also, you can uh, back up your plans and points of interest because that just stores on your phone. It's not going anywhere else. If you re replace your phone, you would have to do something to get all of that information transferred across your phone. And you can do that with the backup and back up that information. It creates a file, you can store it off. All right, one of the things you can do here that's really important is settings. In the My Stuff section is where you go to settings. And I mentioned before, you can change like your units from Imperial uh, to, to other, whatever your the measuring units that you wanna have. But the, the biggest one, there's some other things there too, but the biggest one that you need to make sure you go do is device usage height. And so what that means is you have a phone, a certain height you're gonna hold the phone off the ground as you're looking at your phone, especially as you're doing those AR functions, it's gonna be different for everybody. Everyone's got a different height. They're not the same size. And you hold your phone at a specific height or mostly at a specific height. And so you can go in here in the settings piece of my stuff and you can define the device usage height setting and that kind of just improves the AR functions a little bit. Gives it a little better chance to be just a tiny bit more accurate if you go set that, so I highly recommend that. All right, then there's the academy section of the app. So that pretty much takes care of the My Stuff section. The academy section of the app, this is the place to come to get information about the Photos Pills app. Now be warned, most of the academy part requires an active data connection. So if your plan is, I'm gonna go out on a landscape shoot in the middle of nowhere, and then I'm gonna learn how to use the app using the Academy section, that's not gonna work. <laughs> the information's not gonna be available because it needs an active data connection. It just uses a browser and goes to some of the same spots on their as their website. So um, super helpful. I love the stuff that's there, but don't plan on accessing it without a data connection on your phone. Uh, you, you can find there then, you can find the user guide, you can find some how-to, uh, like written instructions on answering some specific questions, and you can um, also get to some videos where they go through, again, answering some specific questions, but they have video showing people doing that in the app, which is super, super helpful and really good. So you, could, you should go check that out there. There's also a glossary there. I think the glossary might be available without a data connection. I, I can't remember now, but uh, you can go there and look up terms that you may not know because there's all kinds of astrological related terms that I had no idea about. I'm starting to get a few of them now, but you have things like azimuth and declination and <laughs> you may not know what those things mean and you can go to the, the glossary there under Academy and get a definition of it. So there you go. There is my tour of the PhotoPills app. I hope it helps. I hope you liked it. And look, I hope you're looking forward to kind of a bit more deep dive as I go and give you some really detailed information about how it is I kind of go and answer some very specific questions 
and uh, look forward to that in the future here on Photo Taco. Quick reminder, you can suggest topics for the show by going through Facebook, facebook.com slash group slash Photo Taco, through Instagram by messaging at Photo Taco Podcast, or through email where the address is phototacopodcast at gmail.com. And I'm getting a, a bit of an increase there of the Gmail, of the email usage. All right, no question too uh, basic or complicated for the show. If I don't know the answer to the question, I'll see about bringing an expert guest on the show to go through it. And don't forget to check out the other podcasts on the Improved Photography Network. They are awesome. There's Portrait Session to go through kind of improving your portrait game. Tripod helps you with your landscape photography. Latitude is the photography sh- or travel photography show. So it helps you. It's planning with... Uh, travel photography and and destinations. And of course, the Improve Photography Podcast. You'll hear me on there fairly frequently as a a guest host. And I join Jam Harmer on that podcast regularly. Also take up some time to head over to the mothership, improvephotography.com. It's what makes all of this possible. The whole Improve Photography Network wouldn't exist if you don't go visit improvephotography.com. So help out the shows by heading over there Every day, you need to go check out what's there. We have great content being updated on a daily basis. News, gear, and other photo tip articles. It is the best way to improve your photography. Views expressed on this program by independent host guests and callers do not necessarily reflect their views of Improved Photography LLC or its advertisers. Some links mentioned on this program are affiliate links where a commission is earned. Olay!